This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host Josh and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Eric and Matt versus the Benchwarmer team of Mason and Scott. This is our first recording of 2021, so with that, I would like to wish all of our listeners a Happy New Year. Eric, how are you? Fine. (laughs) How's Call of Duty going? Yeah, um, no, I started playing Call of Duty since I got it for Christmas, and um, I should not have done that, because now I don't know where the child is half the time. Somebody's going to call CPS. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Are you sleeping at all? No, I was up. I can never stay up past like 11, but last night, 2 a.m. and not even sleeping, like tired. I'm just like, oh, yeah, let's play another one. And Matt, how you doing? And uh, let us know what your and Eric's team name is going to be. Doing good. Excited to play a Saturday game. It's been a while. Been busy with all the stuff going on in my life. Saturdays have not been possible. So cool. So I'm glad I could, you know, be around for this. And uh, Eric and I are both huge huge fans of a certain coach down in Dallas. So our nickname or our team name today is going to be Mike McCarthy fan club. So, because we just absolutely love just, he's just the best coach ever. He knows everything about everything. He's yes. He's a genius clock management, you know, knows when to go for two. I just watched a YouTube video from that five point vids guy. And he talked about different NFL coaches and he said, that there is the category was uh, NFL coaches that are around only because they won a Super Bowl. So, and he's got like a lazy eye, so one he can always look at multiple players at once. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then he he pretends like he's a modern coach, like he has a modern offensive strategy. He hasn't had a modern offensive strategy in fifteen years. Well, he took a year off last year to learn the new NFL. Oh yeah, yeah, because he was going to become you know more into the modern stuff. He, he's a completely different coach now than he was before. If you, if yeah. You- Oh, seriously, guys, I'm going to have to cut all this. This is useless. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Now I might leave it in. Uh, Mason, how are you? Doing well. Uh, Finally having winter in Louisiana. That's nice. And I was doing some carpentry work with my dad not too long ago, so that was fun. Shout out to Mackie. (laughs) (laughs) My dad listens to this one, yeah. So, Mason, when you say winter has come, do you mean it's like below 70 degrees? Is that yeah. the, is that the deal? Okay. <laughs> the wind's blowing. <laughs> Wait, the wind blows all the we time. Wind. <laughs> not, not, there's rain. That's usually a Louisiana staple is cold rain, but no snow. So We're going to put quotes around the word cold for cold rain. Oh, yeah. Cold, colds of, it's always 95, except for like three days out of the year. So Fair enough. Fair enough. I guess it's all relative, right? You're recording from home, so there is an op- is a chance for a landline call in the middle of this game. So we're all excited about that. So. Ooh, it's been a while since we've had a landline call. Yeah, the lines are open. Anyone wants to call? one 866 Hey, Mason, first time, long time. How's it going? Finally, Scott. How you doing? And let us know what your and Mason's team name is going to be. I'm good. I'm now thinking that we should maybe do some sort of telethon uh, with Mason handling the phones for us. Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm waiting. Today, I'm supposed to officially get my Benchwarmers t-shirt in the mail, uh, available on tpublic.com, for those of you who are unaware. Uh, Mason and I, our team name, even though he's 
gone, abducted again. <laughs> there he is. All right. Mason's back. We're good. Crisis averted. Uh, he gifted me this beautiful, this lovely Buzz City hat for Secret Santa, which actually looks really good on me. I realized I never knew how good I looked in teal until recently. So thank you for that, Mason. Uh, but based on that, uh, our team name is going to be Buzz City Limits. All right. So we've got Mike McCarthy Fan Club versus Buzz City Limits. Let's toss it over to Dan to hear the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. It's time for the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. Question one, who are the three SEC players who are finalists for the 2020 Heisman Trophy alongside Trevor Lawrence? Checked in. All right, Buzz City Limits is checked in, so Mike McCarthy Fan Club, you guys can talk it out. Matt, mm-hmm. are you a member of the bench? I am. Okay. Yeah, we, this, we, we just had a post about this. Yeah, and if um, people took it seriously, instead of just like writing in nonsense. What are you talking <laughs> about? There's no nonsense. Yeah. On the it is 100% serious. Where was this posted? <laughs> um the crop i mean the bench <laughs> oh I, yeah I, was, I didn't see it in the crop that's the oh, only right. <laughs> that i know of i'll just start posting everything in there there you go no it's uh mac jones um Devontae smith and kyler trask or kyle trask right yes we're gonna check in matt i'm gonna go ahead and- <laughs> yeah please do all right buzz city limits what do you guys got yeah, uh, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, and who I think should win it, Devontae Smith. Points all around. Um, as of Wednesday, December 30th, uh, Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith is the odds-on favorite. I'm guessing as of January 2nd, he still is. I don't know. He dropped a few passes yesterday and then let them recover that onside kick. I don't know. It's looking better for Jonathan Taylor. Oh, God. <laughs> don't start. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> question two shall we tackles for loss have only been tracked since 1999 in the nfl who holds the career record with 202 all right matt check it in yeah mike mccarthy fan clubs checked in buzz city limits you guys can talk it out the first guy that jumped in my head was jj watt just because even when he doesn't get sacks he gets a lot of tackles for loss he's always around the line of scrimmage he gets to running backs a lot. I'm just kind of worried about longevity just because that's a, I know we're looking at a 20 something year period and he's only played for 10, maybe 10 years. And he was yeah. injured for part of it. I know, but I mean, he has like so many sacks, even when he, you know, I mean, you think about it from that standpoint, the production that he's had despite the injuries. Yeah. What about DeMarcus Ware? Maybe. I feel like it's harder for an outside linebacker though, just because they have further to go. Than, than someone off the line to get into the backfield. Yeah. Like, that's why I was ruling out, like, Terrell Suggs, Mario Williams. Like, those guys were outside linebackers. Yeah. Uh, let's just go J.J. Watt. 
Okay. Sounds good. So we're checked in, we're checked in with JJ Watt. And Mike McCarthy's fan club. What do you guys got? Only because he played primarily in that time frame and he played until he was like 33. We went with Julius Peppers. All right. No points will be awarded. Uh, Julius Peppers is second with 175. The correct answer was said and ruled out by Buzz City Limits. The correct answer is Terrell Suggs. Wow. And of course, his, uh, his career fit really nicely in that time frame. Question three. What school has won the most Division I women's lacrosse national championships? All right, check it in. Okay, Mike McCarthy fan clubs checked in. Bud City Limits, you guys can talk it out. We have no idea, so let's go with Maryland. That's fine. We're, we're checked in with Maryland. And Mike McCarthy fan club, what do you guys got? Not much. Um, it was based to, in that area, that Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina area. Matt said UNC. I thought Maryland or Virginia. At the end, we went with Virginia. One team will be getting points. The correct answer is Maryland. They have 14 titles. The only other school with more than three is Northwestern with seven. Wow. So heading into the first quarter, we have the following score. Mike McCarthy Fan Club has 10 And Buzz City Limits has the lead with 20. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's first quarter will be pre- and post-game. Pre- and post-game. For this quarter, there will be five before- and after-style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Question one in pre and post game. What two-time Super Bowl champion who led the NFL in receptions in 1982 was also Mr. Basketball USA in 1979 and was drafted eighth overall in the 1982 NBA draft by the Indiana Pacers out of Ohio State University. Can I go with that first one? Yeah. Okay. We're going to go ahead and check in. Okay. Mike McCarthy, fan clubs checked in. Buzz City Limits, you guys can talk it out. Uh, yeah. 1982, receptions leader, and then also 1982 NBA draft. Yeah, I'm trying to think of two-time champions around then. So 80s would have been 49ers receiver? What about Roger Craig? Oh, okay. Craig is possibility. I don't know if he uh, ever led the league in receptions, but... I mean, didn't he have a 1,000-1,000 season? Where he had 1,000 reception, or 1, receiving yards and 1,000 rushing yards or something? I think, he, I think he might have had one sometime in the 80s. So Craig, yeah, I mean, that would work. I don't know any basketball players named Craig. Craig Hodges, but I don't know if he got drafted that high he the time frame is around 
the right time. But I, I, again, I don't know. I'm fine with that. Maybe we'll just Maryland our way into this. <laughs> All right. We're going to check in with Roger Craig Hodges. And Mike McCarthy fan club. What do you guys have? The one guy is, I believe, the one of the announcers on NBA 2K. Um, <laughs> At this point, I just figure you guys always get half your answers from video games. So, <laughs> which is, uh, I know, I know, Clark Kellogg went to uh, Ohio State. So it's the only reason I got there. Um, and then there was uh, Dwight Clark, who's just it was either Dwight Clark or Gary Clark, and I don't think Gary Clark was around in the 80, early 80s. So we went with Dwight Clark Kellogg. One team will be receiving points. The correct answer is Dwight Clark Kellogg. Uh, Dwight caught the catch in the 1981 NFC Championship game against the Dallas Cowboys, and Kellogg is better known for being a college basketball analyst for the last 30 years. Uh, just to let you know, Roger Craig did lead the league in receptions, but it was 1985 that he led the league. Question two. What hockey Hall of Famer who retired as a member of the San Jose Sharks in 2010 played for two other teams during his 20-year career and controversially stated, quote, I'm not playing unless I get mine. That's just the way it is for me, end quote, before the COVID-shortened 2020 Major League Baseball season. So you want to go with that? I don't know who he is. I, I know that one for sure. Okay. We can check in, Josh. Okay, Mike McCarthy fan club's checked in. Buzz City Limits, you guys can talk it out. I only know three guys that opted out. I know there were more, but to me, the three I remember were David Price, Johannes Cespedes, Marcus Stroman. I know all three of them opted out. It doesn't sound like something David Price would say. I remember him saying something more along the lines of just the health of his family. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, for Josh, it sounds like a knucklehead move, which leads me to Johannes Cespedes. Right, so now we need a hockey player that ends in yo. I don't, I don't have anything. TJ Yoshi. Maybe they just called him TJ Yo. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. TJ Yo and his Cespedes. Yeah, there we go. Mike McCarthy fan club. What do you guys got? Uh, I was pretty sure the uh, the shark is um, a former former Avalanche defenseman Rob Blake, um, and Matt finished it up. So the Rays just traded him to the Padres, and he's just a uh, he's the Rays are ruining baseball. This is my take for tomorrow. So you get a preview. The Rays are absolutely ruining baseball because Blake Snell is only getting paid ten million dollars, and he is definitely one of the top four or five pitchers in all of Major League Baseball, and they're just ruining the game because they traded him for basically nothing, and they're. Uh, I just can't stand the race. And every front office now is all infected with former race people that are just ruining the game. So, um, so Blake Snell or uh, Rob Blake Snell is what we came up with. All right. One team is getting points. Correct answer is Rob Blake Snell. Rob Blake most notably played for the LA Kings, I think in two different stretches, but yes, he did win a Stanley cup with the cat, with the avalanche. And as Matt said, Snell was just traded. Question three, what four-time Super Bowl champion who was MVP of Super Bowl nine was Mr. Basketball USA in 2010 and drafted seventh overall in the 2012 NBA draft by the Golden State Warriors? You want to check that in? It fits. Yeah, I think we should. All right, we'll check in. 
All right, Buzz CD Loomis is checked in. Mike McCarthy Fan Club, you guys can talk it out. Four times Super Bowl champion, so he probably played for the Steelers. Steelers. And he was uh, Super Bowl nine MVP, so. It's either Franco Harris or Lynn Swan. Those were the two MVPs, nine and ten, as far as which was which. So then the Mr. Basketball America in 2010. Mm-hmm. That's a high school thing, right? So they probably were drafted in the NBA within two or three years after that. 2012, he was seventh overall by the Warriors. Oh, okay. Harris. I don't know. Why am I drawing a blank on 2012? It was an awful draft. I think 2012 was, uh, it was Anthony Davis. Davis, Gilchrist, Beal. There is a Harris. I'm just spacing on him. Okay. Who was on those Warriors teams when they were winning the championships? I acknowledge that the Warriors won championships. Okay. And that Steph Curry was on that. He's coming off the bench. Oh, crap. Harrison Barnes. Holy sh. Franco Harrison Barnes. Checking that in? Yeah. And Buzz City Limits. What do you guys got? Well, we're not going to get shut out in pre and post, which is always good. Right away, I knew it was Harrison Barnes. It, it couldn't have been anyone else drafted seventh by them. So then it was figuring out who fit for the Super Bowls, and Franco Harris pretty much came to both of our minds right away. So we checked in with Franco Harrison Barnes. Both teams getting points. Uh, as a rookie, Franco caught the immaculate reception in a 1972 playoff game against the Oakland Raiders, who were leading the Steelers 7-6 to six with 22 seconds to play. And Barnes was also recognized as Iowa Mr. Basketball and played two seasons at North Carolina. So Franco Harris was a rookie during that immaculate reception? Yeah, I was kind of surprised. It's, yeah, that was his rookie season. Everybody back then looks like they're 45 years old yeah. all the time. Like rookies, everybody, they're just like, oh, he's 45. He's still in the NFL. I met Franco Harris just like two years ago, and he still looks like he's only 45 years old. <laughs> I think Ted, Terry Bradshaw is the only one aging, because even Lynn Swan, like they all just look the same. Okay, moving on to question four in pre and post game. What former baseball player and executive created the framework for the modern minor league farm system, introduced the batting helmet, and wears orange on the final day of golf tournaments? We're checked in. All right. Buzz City Limits is checked in. Mike McCarthy Fan Club. You guys can talk it out. Branch Ricky Fowler. Works for me. Check that in. All right. We're checking in with Branch Ricky Fowler. And Buzz City Limits. What do you guys got? Well, I definitely couldn't miss the second part because uh, he is my brother-in-law and nephew's favorite, one of their favorite golfers. And he, my nephew wore orange to support him like every Sunday when he watched him. Um, so we also checked in with Branch Ricky Fowler. Once again, both teams getting points. The correct answer is Branch Ricky Fowler. Branch is best known for the, uh, his instrumental role in breaking Major League Baseball's color barrier by signing Jackie Robinson. And Fowler wears orange in honor of Oklahoma State, where he went to college. He has yet to win a major championship, but he's finished second, I think, in three of the four. All right, question five. In 1987, what football Hall of Famer joined Al Michaels and Frank Gifford on Monday night football broadcasts and is a comedy short film starring Tim Conway that came out the same year? Four. I think this question might be more more suited to uh, Mike McCarthy fan club than Buzz City Limits. So sorry, guys. I mean, I recognize who Tim Conway is. Do I know much about him? Not really, but that's closer than I am. We're checked in, by the way. 
Oh, okay. Mike McCarthy Fan Club's checked in. So, Buzz City Limits, you guys can talk it out. Trying to get the first half and working that way. I'm trying to think who was in the booth in 87. Yeah. Like I said, I, I didn't know if it was too early for Madden. I thought it might have been. I don't know when he finished coaching specifically, so that's why I was thinking that. It's a, it's a possibility. Yeah, it, it might. we might want to try to do a guess around that because at least we know he was in. In the broadcasting booth. And the Hall of Famer, so. Yeah. Madden. Uh, yeah, that. I, that doesn't really feel like it would work. Denver something. Oh, yeah, the famous Denver golf course. Yeah. Was, wasn't OJ Simpson in the booth at one point? <laughs> is, he, is he a Hall of Famer? Uh, depends on who you ask. I don't think he is. I mean, that wouldn't be bad. OJ Simpson, son of a gun. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I I don't know. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to come up with either side. We could just punt this one because I don't, I don't even have anything for either part. Yeah, I can't. Let's Tom Tupa it because I, I can't up with anything so we uh we're just gonna bow out of this one all right buzz city limits unfortunately does not have an answer for this one um i'm not completely surprised but uh mike mccarthy fan club what do you guys got both of us were typing the same thing back and forth to each other without reading each other's messages and then we came up with it at the end the tim conway uh comedy skit that he's always done for well he did for you know large part of the 80s and 90s was dorf on golf and the person in the booth was Dan Deerdorf. So Dan Deerdorf on golf. One team getting points. Obviously the team with an answer. The correct answer is Dan Deerdorf on golf. Deerdorf played his entire 13-year career with the St. Louis Cardinals from 71 to 83. And he was in the Monday night booth, I think, for 12 seasons. Uh, O.J. Simpson absolutely is a Hall of Famer. Uh, just to let you guys know, since you guys were question he in the booth at some point he was in for one season i thought so yeah and dorf on golf it was the first in a series of eight films featuring the character dorf if you haven't seen it it's tim conway basically on his knees with tennis shoes at his knees so he's this short character and just a goofball okay so after the first quarter uh we have the following scores Buzz City Limits has 60, and Mike McCarthy Fan Club is up to 110. Today's second quarter will be The Missing Link. I knew it. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. All right, question one. What two-time World Series champion second baseman won the 1982 National League Rookie of the Year and in the Simpsons Homer at the Bat episode was arrested by Springfield police when they suspected him of committing every unsolved murder in New York City? We can check in. Mike McCarthy Fan Club's checked in, so Buzz City Limits, you guys can talk it out. I'm trying to remember the team because I had this question that was stolen away from me for halftime. This so. isn't halftime. Yeah, that's right. 
Jesus Shuttlesworth. No, right, this, so, this, this is an actual halftime. No, this is an actual player. I'm just saying this is like this a is legitimate player. player. So was Jesus Shuttlesworth. No, <laughs> Jesus Shuttlesworth did not play in any. He did right, so in an NBA Mason, game. He did. Mason, I, I can't get it from the Simpsons thing. We had we've had questions about it, and I've already erased that stuff from my mind. I'm trying. That's the way I'm going about it because I saw this list, and I'm trying to think about. Okay, I'm going to sound really dumb here. What position Steve Sachs play? Second base. He was on that team. There it is then. I was going through all the names I had, and I was like, I don't remember where he played. So I was, that's why I asked you. I had everyone, all he the plays, names I had. In a, he, he played second base, absolutely. Was he on a two-time World Series champion team? Yes. Right. Uh, 82. And then uh, I think it was on the Dodgers when they the Kirk Gibson. Valenzuela. Was that be, was he on one of those? So yeah, let's uh we'll check in with Steve Sachs. Hey, Buzz City Limits checked in with Steve Sachs and Mike McCarthy fan club. You guys checked in super fast. What do you guys got for an answer? I think you might be I'm, you might be wrong now, Eric, because I don't think that fits our theme idea. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I had an idea of what it was until you asked the question, um, but we went with Steve Sachs. All right, the correct answer is Steve Sachs. Um, just to let you know, it's a little tricky. He won a World Series in 81 and 88 because he played part of the season in 81 and was on the, the postseason roster, but was technically a rookie in 82, but you still got to the right answer. Yeah, um, Sachs inexplicably became incapable of making routine throws to first base in 1983, committing 30 errors that season. This is referred to in baseball terminology as Steve Sachs syndrome. Yeah, I was going to bring that up when uh, Mason asked me what position he played, but I thought that might have to do with the theme. So I was like, let me not say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving on to question two in Missing Link. What three-time NBA champion who was named Finals MVP in 1988 was drafted number one overall in the 1982 NBA draft? Oh, my goodness. Lots of 82s apparently today. Yeah, seriously. I'm sorry I didn't study the 82 draft prior to coming today. So when I'm hosting, you gotta you gotta reach back before you were born. I mean, well, I'm, I'm, well aware, I'm well aware of that. Sports did exist, you know, back in the day. We can check in. Okay, Mike McCarthy fan clubs checked in. Buzz City Limits, you guys can talk it out. Well, yeah, I mean, it's one of those three teams. <laughs> That's helpful. One of those three uh, teams won the championship that year. Okay. I, all right, three-time NBA champion, Finals MVP in '88, drafted number one over '82. So, I'm trying to think of players on those teams. Any of them I know that went first overall, but I'm trying to think of when James Worthy was drafted. That's because he so fits the criteria. That's, that's about the time where I would think he would be drafted. '85, Ewing, '84, Olajuwon. I thought maybe he was '83. But he, I mean, he fits the criteria. Lakers winning the champ, a three-time NBA champion on the Lakers makes sense, right? I know he, overall pick. I just can't recall exactly what year it was. I, I, I think he did win a Finals MVP. I don't know if it was '88, but I think he did win one. Pretty sure he did win one as well. So I'm with going with that. If if yeah, I mean, I think else. it fits most of it. So I think I think it's good. All right, so we will be checking in with James Worthy. 
Hey, Buzz City Limits checks in with uh, James Worthy and Mike McCarthy Fan Club. How about you guys? Yeah, Worthy was number one in 82, so we went with James Worthy. Both teams getting points. Correct answer is James Worthy. Worthy was selected to play in the 1979 McDonald's American All-Star Game uh, that featured future NBA Hall of Famers Isaiah Thomas, Dominique Wilkins, and Ralph Sampson, uh, as well as Clark Kellogg. So a little connection to a previous question. Samsonite, I was way off. The theme link answers thus far are Steve Sachs and James Worthy. Moving on to question three. It was announced on December 7th that what golfer will be inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame in the male competitor category in 2022? All right, you want to check in with that? I mean, I have nothing, so yeah. Okay, we're going to go ahead and check in. Hey, Mike McCarthy Fan Club's checked in. Buzz City Limits, talk it out. Yeah, my first thought was Tiger Woods, but the thing that's making me question is, I don't know if it's like other sports where you have to be retired for a certain period of time before you can go in. And golf retirement scare me because you can golf forever. Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking of guys that are like on the senior tour, but they could very well still be playing. Yeah. Like Tom Watson might still be playing golf because he's been playing for a long time. I remember he was at the Masters still playing recently, like the last couple of years. So right. I don't. All right, Tiger, Tom Watson, flip a coin. I feel like Tiger's more likely of an answer, but I. I guess I thought was the first thing that came to my head. So I feel like that might be a better chance because I just came up with Tom Watson at the end because I didn't have any other ideas. Yeah, I'd say let's do it. All right, we'll check in with Tiger Woods. Okay, Buzz City Limits checked in with Tiger Woods, Mike McCarthy fan club. How about you guys? I think I think our answer is wrong now, but I don't know what the right answer is. But um, So we were going down the male golfer also, but then Eric made – um, his observation was that the way it was worded was that maybe it was somebody who a female who golfed with men previously and maybe there was some gender identity uh, changes there so I forget her name I thought her name was Dietrich the gal who golfed with the men in the 30s 40s and 50s but I I was saying Marlena Dietrich but she was an actress I think wasn't she so I, I think Dietrich is but I don't know now I'm I'm questioning whether that's even right. So we checked in with Dietrich. Well, her first name is Babe. <clears throat> Babe, there you go. Yeah. Um, but she's not a male. <laughs> so I know that, but I thought maybe since she golfed with the men back then, maybe she would be inducted into the Hall of Fame with the men. That's why. No, she. she I mean, I, I guess, get what you mean. My guess yeah, is I understand. she's probably been inducted as a female competitor category. Um, I'd have to look that up, but I'm not going to do that right now. One team is getting points. The correct answer is Tiger Woods. The theme linked answers thus far are Steve Sachs, James Worthy, and Tiger Woods. Moving on to question four. Who is the last player to grab more than 1,500 rebounds in a single NBA season? We're going to check in, Josh. Mike McCarthy Fan Club's checked in. Buzz City Limits, you guys can talk it out. 
Yeah, I was doing some math. That's about 18 a game if you play all 82. So we're looking at someone that's going to be, you know, racking them up. Yeah, Drummond is is he it, a lot. I don't think he, I don't think he, I don't think he got that many. Not at that level, I, I don't think. Yeah. Um, same with like DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard. Those have kind of been the big rebounders recently. Right. I think this goes back. I think this is like Rodman or Barkley. Yeah. Those guys. I'm leaning tor- towards Rodman. I don't know. Yeah, I would out of the two, I would also lean towards Rodman just because that was his thing. Yeah, he was the kind of guy to get four points and like twenty rebounds. And, and and he would like get like four rebounds on one play, like on the offensive end. He would like someone shoot it, he'd grab it. They'd shoot it, he'd grab it. Adds up, you know. So I'm I'm good with that if Yeah, I'm fine with that too. Popped into both of our heads first, so we uh we will check in with Dennis Rodman. Hey, Buzz City Limits checks in with Dennis Rodman and Mike McCarthy Fan Club. What do you guys got? Uh, yeah. Um, Matt sent over Rodman. It's the only one that makes sense. That's just a lot of rebounds. So we went with Dennis Rodman. Both teams getting points. The correct answer is Dennis Rodman. Rodman had 1,530 rebounds for the Detroit Pistons in the 91-92 season. Before that, you have to go back to 1972-73 season when Wilt Chamberlain had 1,526 rebounds for the Lakers. However, Artis Gilmore did have 1,538 rebounds for the Kentucky Colonels of the ABA in the 73-74 season. So it doesn't happen. Well, actually, when you start going back before that, it happened a lot. Yeah. But yes, in, in, in recent NBA, that's it's not easy to get to fifteen hundred rebounds. So, Wilt was good at racking up those numbers. So, so, so you're th- in all different areas. Uh, your theme, the, the theme, like the answers thus far are Steve Sachs, James Worthy, Tiger Woods, and Dennis Rodman. All right, question five: What comedic actor is part owner of the St. Paul Saints? the new AAA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. You can check in. Yeah. Mike McCarthy fan clubs checked in. Buzz City Limits. Um, you guys can talk it out. And uh, Scott, you're welcome uh, for a Minnesota question. We talked about this on this podcast. I'm trying to remember who it is. I Oh, I'm sure we have. It, there's just so much Minnesota. There's only a certain amount of brain space I have yeah. for Minnesota. I, I, I don't know this, Mason comedic actor that like is it billy crystal he likes baseball but i don't know why it's bill murray okay cool literally when you said the bill it connected my head i knew it was somebody famous i had to think about it i don't know how that works with theme but um it's it's bill murray i remember that now i'm thinking about it cool all right we'll check in bill murray okay buzz Lemons checked in with bill murray mike mccarthy fan club how about you guys go ahead man yeah bill murray (laughs) Both teams are getting points. The correct answer is, in fact, Bill Murray. Uh, In 1978, um, Murray appeared in two games and had two at-bats for the Grays Harbor Loggers minor league baseball team. He is credited with one hit and a lifetime batting average then of 500. The theme-linked answers are Steve Sachs, James Worthy, Tiger Woods, Dennis Rodman and Bill Murray. 
No theme guests have been uh, submitted as of yet, so you guys can give it some thought and check in if you feel you have the theme. Matt, I think that might be... Go for it. It might cover it, so we can check it in. Okay, Eric, you checking in? You guys are checking in? Yeah. All right, my McCarthy fan club's checked in for their theme. <sighs> Buzz City Limits, you guys can talk it out. Are we going to pun again? Uh, maybe. I, I, I don't know enough about Steve Sachs outside of that he couldn't throw to first base to, to even think yeah. of what he might have in common with the rest of these guys. And then, like, I see two animal ideas oh, well three if you count groundhog day there's tiger worm and groundhog but i don't think that has any sort of connection with and i yeah i don't know any animal references that go with james worthy or steve sacks sacks worthy woods i i I'm trying to like to do the names is there a, a band that has a steve james dennis bill and a tiger or an Eldrick? <laughs> I don't think so. So I, 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 nothing is really coming to mind here. Yeah, I just don't know enough about several of these guys to be able yeah. to, I guess, Bill Murray included. I'm very lost in translation. <laughs> yeah, so you guys are uh, punting on this one too? God. I think so. Okay. Yep. Mike McCarthy fan club, what'd you guys come up with for a theme? Uh, we kind of punted. It was just Steve Sachs was in The Simpsons. <laughs> we're saying they were all in The Simpsons. Oh, God. It was in his. No, I know. That's that's why I, maybe there was a hint. I don't know. So, um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> why are you mad at us? We don't know. You're so, supposed, they're supposed to get more obvious towards oh, the they end. Oh, they did. Oh, they did. When, <laughs> when you start hearing this. Oh, it will be. So, Steve Sachs played for the Birmingham Barons on a rehab assignment in the spring of 1994. Teammates of Michael Jordan. James Worthy was a member of the 1981-82 national champion North Carolina Tar Heels. Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan teamed up for the Pro-Am at the 2007 Wachovia Championship. Dennis Rodman was on the Chicago Bulls from 1995 to 1998 as for the Bulls' second three-peat, and Bill Murray was a team member of the Toon Squad in Space Jam. These are all teammates of Michael Jordan. I didn't know the Tiger Woods one. so that, that I didn't know oh Steve Sachs played for <laughs> I didn't know Steve Barons. So <laughs> I didn't James, know Worth, James Worthy, Dennis Rodman, and Bill Murray, those three. The, the, how do you not get it from those three? Yeah, oh, you did say that. I've never seen Space Jam. What am I supposed to do? I, I said to Mason in the chat, I was like, I don't think that has anything to do with Space Jam because yeah. what the hell does Steve oh, say with Space God. Jam? Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys. Well, I'm, I'm sorry for not knowing the professional so, career. Did Steve Matt Sachs. actually say something about Michael Jordan in the book? He did. He did in the beginning. Why did you guys not? Give that as a guess. I guess the Tiger Woods. Uh, Tiger Woods. Like, None of it makes here's sense. A quick, here's a quick answer to your question, Josh, because I didn't know the theme. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but if you actually mentioned Michael Jordan I at some point. I didn't know that. I knew that James Worthy played with him. 
I didn't know Steve Sachs played with him. Right? How would I have known that Steve okay. Sachs in a rehab so here's assignment? Here's the thing: yes, you got two, him with the Bears. I mean, that's a White Sox team. Did Sachs play for the White Sox at the end of his career? Yes, this yes, is, he did. This frustrates me because I didn't know. The reason I didn't know the theme is because I didn't know. No, what I'm saying is, Correct. if you had actually raised it as a possibility, how could oh. you not? It was an hour ago, and that was after James Worthy, and then, then we were then we moved on. <laughs> and you didn't come back to him after Dennis I stuck, Rodman. No, I was Bill stuck Murray? on I, I was stuck on instruments or instruments, possible, <laughs> possible innuendos. I don't know. <laughs> I actually thought. I'm still thinking of Marlena. Okay, I've had so. I've had obscure missing links. This one certainly does not strike me as an obscure missing link. For me, and yeah, yes, a lot of times the first few are not obvious that it fits in a particular thing, but oh my word. Heading into halftime, we have the following score. Buzz City Limits has 160, and Mike McCarthy Fanclub has 190, so uh, they did gain 20 points, so the difference is, is narrowing. Heading into halftime, so we know Mason is going to be taking a siesta. It is now time for the Halftime Show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. Okay, so question one of the Halftime Show. In the movie Clerks, a game of hockey is played on the roof of Quick Stop Groceries. Name either the NHL team jersey that Dante wears or the country's jersey that Randall wears. I whatever, never never seen the movie. Oh, that's right. You're not a Kevin Smith fan, right? I watched Dogma. Ruined my life. It's one of the best. That's his best movie, I think. Well, that's not saying much, now, is it? Uh, saying a lot. Right, hold on a second, guys. I gotta go upstairs. We're gonna check in. He sent me something. So. Oh, all right. I'm assuming that's right. Uh, at this point, you don't know. Or... From here, okay. So Mike McCarthy fan clubs checked in. So Buzz City Limits, you guys can talk it out. Mason, I'm, this could very well be Minnesota North Stars and just be more Minnesota. Sure. This could be LA Kings. I I, I don't know where Kevin Smith is from, I, you know, I, I and I don't even know if that would have any sort of, it's not him where it's Dante. I don't even know what this Dante guy is. So whatever you want to go with is fine by me. Or, okay. Um, let's go Minnesota North Stars. We're, we're checked in with the uh, Minnesota North Stars. All right. Buzz City Limits has checked in with Minnesota North Stars. And Mike McCarthy fan club, uh, what did you guys come up with? I said the Bruins, right? Is that what we're coming yeah, with? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yep, Bruins. All right. Unfortunately, no points will be re- nah. will be awarded for this question. Uh, Dante was wearing a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey, and Randall was wearing the CCCP jersey of the Soviet Union. So and and even if you had known where uh, Kevin Smith, he's from New Jersey, and it takes place in New Jersey. So if you want the New Jersey Devils, Devils it wouldn't right. have been the right answer. So, all right, that's probably the toughest. Hopefully, of these, maybe not. We'll see. Question two, for all you video game players. Ooh, Quidditch. If you played <laughs> games in the nineties, nineties. Uh oh. Question two. In 1994's NBA Jam Tournament Edition, there's a hidden roster that includes six notable rappers from the 80s and 90s and early 90s. 
Name three of them. Stage names or real names are acceptable. Hint. One was a leader of a group. Two were a duo, and the other three formed a group. Josh, I'm going to check in. I mean, Matt and I will check in. All right, Mike McCarthy Fan Club has checked in. So, Buzz, if you limits, you guys can talk it out. So, you're I, thinking the Beastie Boys are in it? I think the Beastie Boys are maybe the three that formed a group, just based on the time frame and Josh's musical preferences. I think that the Beastie Boys could be the the group. Okay, well, I can only name two of them. So yeah, right. Which is why I say like we need we need one more, either the duo or the leader of a group. Leader of a group, I'm thinking it could be Flavor Flav, Public Enemy. It could be one of the guys from NWA. I don't. I guess Easy E was the leader. I, it depends on who you ask, I guess. All right, so I guess we'll just go whichever one you feel best about. That's a non BC boy, and we'll name the two that we. I don't even know if that's is his no, name no, just is his name no. just Mike. I mean, like, I don't know his last name. I feel like he goes by something else. I don't know why it's. it's I feel like it's Mike something, but I don't know. Maybe I know that you're right. Definitely right. Bad rock. rock. You're definitely that's, right. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the third one, but I don't know the third ones either. So. So we want to say Mike, Ad Rock, and what do you think between like Flavor Flav, Eze, Rev Run, Ice Cube? I'm good with whichever one you feel the best about because I honestly don't know. Let's let's say Rev Run. Okay. So we're gonna check in with Rev Run, Mike, and Ad Rock. Okay, Basilones is checked in with Rev Run. Mike and Ad Rock and Mike McCarthy Fan Club. What do you guys got? The only one, or there was only two that I was positive about, and that was um, uh, George Clinton and uh, Will or Fresh Prince. Um, but since Fresh Prince was in it and is part of a duo, I went with uh, George Clinton, uh, Fresh Prince, and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Unfortunately, no points will be awarded. The leader of the group is Dwight Myers, a.k.a. Heavy D. Mm. However, Eric was correct that Jeff Towns, DJ Jazzy Jeff, and Will Smith, the Fresh Prince, were the duo. And you guys were correct that the Beastie Boys were the trio. Adam Yelk, MCA. Adam Horowitz, Ad-Rock. And Michael Diamond, who's Mike D. So Heavy D, DJ Jazzy Jeff, and the Fresh Prince... MCA, Ad Rock, and Mike D are the answers. Where was George Clinton? Was in one of them? He was not in the uh, NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Wait, we're talking about George Clinton from Parliament Funkadelic? That's yeah. who he's talking about. I don't know if I'd oh, call him okay. a rapper. No, yeah, oh, he, fair. But he was in the game. I just assumed. <laughs> I almost uh, said to Mason, maybe Salt and Pepper was the duo. Okay, so other <laughs> other people on the... Um, aside from all of the people who were in the development, which that seems a little weird, like why would you care who the guys who made the game are as your player? But other notable um, hidden roster players were Bill and Hillary Clinton, Prince Charles, Frank Thomas, Randall Cunningham, and Larry Bird, as well as four NBA mascots, Benny the Bull, Hugo from the Hornets, Crunch from the Timberwolves, and the Gorilla from the Suns. So far, halftime has not been going great. 
we'll see how question three goes. In the movie The Wrestler, what was the ring name of Ricky of Mickey Rourke's character? Name and or nickname is acceptable. And I will give a 10-point bonus if you can provide the character's real name. Nathan, I'm pretty sure that's it. Sure. I'm sorry, I can't help. I haven't no, seen it. Don't know. I, 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 I've never seen it either, but I, I think that's it. So we'll check in. Okay, Buzz City Limits has checked in. Mike McCarthy Fan Club, you guys can talk it out. Did you see the movie? Nope. Me neither. So, um... The old prospector? <laughs> and his real name was... Uh, Caps? Um, yeah, Rocky Balboa. There you go. So, the old prospector and Rocky Balboa. Okay, Mike McCarthy's checked in with the old prospector and Rocky Balboa. And Buzz City Limits, what do you guys got? I've never seen the movie, but I'm aware of it. And for some reason, this came to my head. This could be something completely different. But we're checked in with uh, Randy the Ram, and his real name was Randy Ramsinger. Uh, points for the initial question are going to one team. The correct answer is Randy the Ram Robinson. So Buzz City Limits will get 20 points for that. The character's real name was Robin Ramzinski. Thus the Ram. So question four, what former first baseman's mustache has its own baseball reference page? Do you want to check that in Mason? Yeah, that's fine. All right. We're, we're checked in. Hey, Bussy Lemus is checked in. So Mike McCarthy's fan club. Do you guys have a answer you came to? Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wrote over Don Mattingly. Because Don Manning has a as was somewhat famous for having a mustache, and he was first baseman. So, so do you want to check in with Don Manning yeah. then? Yeah, it's better than what I got. Okay, Mike McCarthy fan clubs checked in with Don Mattingly and Bud City Limits. What do you guys got? I, I thought about Mattingly, but ultimately we went with Keith Hernandez. One team will be getting points. The correct answer is Keith Hernandez. Uh, so on baseball reference on the page, his mustache ranks fourth on the all-time rank, uh, which is listed, like I said, is listed on the page behind Raleigh Fingers, Rod Beck, and Wade Boggs. So Yay. <laughs> I'm not sure you guys are gonna like question five much more than question four. Speaking of baseball reference pages. What fictional Christmas character has their own baseball reference page? We just check in with that, Eric? Why? Why? It's <laughs> a great question. Why? I don't care anymore. Yeah, we're gonna go I'm not sure any answer is gonna make any sense. So yeah. just to you know. I think they checked in. Okay. You guys checked in? Yeah. Sure. sure. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> Mike McCarthy fan club has reluctantly checked in. Buzz City Limits, you guys can talk it out. All right, so just because I want to further ruin Christmas, we're just going to uh, list out a bunch of Christmas characters that aren't real. Yeah. So we have the Grinch, Ebenezer Scrooge, Tiny Tim, Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Kevin McAllister, Clark Griswold. That's where we're at so far. What about the rest of the reindeer, Dasher <laughs> so and Dancer and Prancer and... Yeah. Santa Claus had a mean fastball. 
Oh, man. Um, I don't know which one to pick. I Again, like I said, I feel like it's just a coin toss. Like, yeah. I, I, I can't think of, like, a Christmas character that actually played baseball. Well, Rudolph played games with all the other reindeer. Maybe he Yeah, but Frosty, like, but Frosty had a broomstick in his hand, and he could have used that as, like, a cricket battle. Just saying. Uh, I, I don't know. I, an, an elf. Uh, Fred Claus. I, I don't know. Like, which one do you want to pick? I'd go with whatever you feel. Is I, doubt we're I, gonna get, I doubt we're going to get Maryland again. Uh, yeah, probably not. Let's, we're just going to check in with Frosty the Snowman. Hey, Buzzley Owens is checking with Frosty the Snowman. Uh, Mike McCarthy Fan Club, what are you guys checking in with? Well, I know that there was a uh, guy who played for the White Sox a few years back whose last name was Christmas. What was his first name, Eric? Do you remember him? I'm pretty sure it's Steve, but that was like the 80s. Yeah. A few years back. Okay. The 80s well, of me, you know, <laughs> when I think of these things. But I think, uh, but we went with Rudolph just because, you know, Rudolph. <laughs> One team will be getting points. The correct answer is Rudolph the Red Nosed wow. Reindeer. Man. Wow, Eric didn't get shut out. Uh, a- also, Rudolph. so on, on he's AKA Rudolph Klaus Blitzenson. Um, batters he is similar to are JT Snow, Rob Deere, Steve Christmas, and Matt Holiday, to name a few. The game is getting more interesting. Heading into the second half, we have a score of Buzz City Limits with 200. Mike McCarthy Fan Club 210. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be pick and roll. Yeah. Gosh. It worked. We did it. We, we did it. Should have knocked out go, Matt. Matt. <laughs> All you had to do was say Blitzen. Actually, he might have given you that because it's Rudolph Blitzen. All you had to do was say Dasher. Pick and roll. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing 10 items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the first list and attempt to identify the 10 items. If the team does not correctly identify all 10 items, the other team can attempt to finish this list out. The team leading at the beginning of the quarter will select the second list and whichever team is trailing after the first two lists will get the third list. Each item is worth 10 points. The three categories that Buzz City Limits will first get to pick from are the top 10 single season rushing leaders for Division I college football, list two, the top 10 longest combined reign as WWWF, WWF, WWE champion, that's from 1963 to present, and the third list is and you're welcome, Scott. The top 10 Minnesota Timberwolves with the most career points. I don't hate that. Wow, I, I don't hate any of these, Mason, honestly. Yeah, it's not as bad as I was anticipating. 
So yeah, just let me know about city limits, which of those three lists you guys would like to uh, work on first. Uh, our first list will be the top 10 longest combined reigns as WWF, WWF slash WWE champions, 1963 to present. Okay, well, take your time to put together your list. Let me know when you're ready to check in. Uh, we're checked in. Okay, Buzz City Limits is checked in on the top 10 longest combined reign as the different entities that is now WWE Wrestling Champions. If you guys want to start listing them off, I will start keeping track. I know I forgot a couple guys and the names just weren't coming to me, but the 10, sorry, the 10 that we came up with, uh, it was definitely a team effort here. Uh, we have Bruno San Martino, Bob Backlund, Hulk Hogan, Pedro Morales, Triple H, Bret Hart, John Cena, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, and CM Punk, because he had a 434-day reign, plus a few other smaller reigns. So that's our 10. Okay, and Buzz City Limits has correctly identified nine of the 10. Good job, Scott. Bruno Sam uh, Bruno San Martino is number one with 4,040 days. Hollywood Hulk Hogan is number two with 2,185 days. Bob Backlund is number three with 2,138 days. John Cena, number three with 1,254 days. Pedro Morales is fifth, 1,027. Brock Lesnar, sixth, 761. Number seven is Randy Orton, 680. Um, number eight, Bret Hart, 654. Number nine, Triple H, 611. CM Punk is 13th with 462. Funny because he was the last one I chose because I couldn't think of the other names. So I just threw him on there. So there is one name that Mike McCarthy fan club can come up with for 10 points. Uh, if you go with that last one I have on there. Dude, I have no idea. I don't, I mean, I know less about this stuff than I know about <laughs> NBA basketball in 2009. Sure. I mean. All right. So then with Matt's blessing, I'm going to go with a uh, stone cold Steve Austin. I was between him and CM Punk. And Mike McCarthy fan club has identified number 10 stone cold Steve Austin. 529 day reign. Uh, number 11 was Randy Savage. Number 12 is AJ Styles. 13, we already said, was CM Punk. 14, Shawn Michaels. And 15, The Rock. So now it is time for Mike McCarthy Fan Club to pick from the college football rushers or the Minnesota Timberwolves scorers. Got to go NCAA. I think that's the one Scott's going to know the most. Okay. Sounds good. And I can go through probably, I can probably get nine of them. Okay. All right. Well, Mike McCarthy out. Fan Club, go ahead. Come up with your list. Let me know when you're ready to check right. in. And Matt, it was funny that you just said the 2009 NBA when nobody had mentioned 2009 NBA, except that was the <laughs> season that Steph Curry Steph was drafted. Yeah. Not 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Again, proving that I know absolutely nothing about the NBA in that era. So, all right, that's all right. It was just funny because you previously thought that the 2012 was it was him. So, and then when you just referenced yeah. 2009, it made me chuckle. So that's all. So we're gonna go ahead and check in. 
Yeah, we can check this in and go with it. All right. So Mike McCarthy Fan Club is checked in. So go ahead and start giving me your list. Okay. First, we it's Barry Sanders. Um, next, Marcus Allen, Derek Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Rashad Penny, LT, which is Ladanian Tomlinson. Yep. Lawrence <laughs> um, Taylor. Yeah, Lawrence <laughs> Taylor was a great college running back. Andre Williams. Donnell Pumphrey, Tony Dorsett, and Ricky Williams. Love Donnell Pumphrey, by the way. Okay. So, Mike McCarthy Fan Club has correctly identified seven of the ten. They uh, they identified number one, Barry Sanders, with 2,628 rushing yards. Marcus Allen, number four, with 2,427 Rashad Penny, number five, 2,248. Number six, Derek Henry, 2,219. Number seven, Jonathan Taylor, 2,194. Number nine, Andre Williams, 2,177. And number 10, LaDainian Tomlinson, 2,158. And uh, now that you said that, I, I, whatever, I know what I missed. Crap. Tony Dorsett is number 11. Donnell Pumphrey is number 13, and Ricky Williams is number 15. So there are three uh, names on the list that Buzz City Limits can try to identify. And numbers, uh, Oh, yeah, I was just going to ask. Thank you. Numbers 2, 3, and 8. Okay. I, I think I have one of those for sure. Okay, um, that? Melvin Gordon. Okay. He definitely had that huge season. Yeah, that's right. Of the names I had left, they took both of, most of them. I had Ron Dane. I don't know if he got there. I was just a shot in the dark. I think it was Wisconsin people. Monty Ball. I had Smith, just as a general last name because it covers a lot of people. Um, I didn't. I was running out of names. Numbers two and three are out there, so they've got to be huge seasons. Yeah, I mean we're looking at twenty five hundred yards. Right. Exactly. So big seasons. What's the other one we're missing? I didn't... Number eight. Eight. Okay. So, so it's going to be around 2,300. 22. Yeah, 20, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there. I don't know how many Larry Johnson ran for. I, had... I didn't know he got 2,000, but. But I don't know if it was that much. I know Jerome Harrison went over 2,000, but again, I don't know how far over 2,000. I'm think I'm trying to think if there's any older names. Probably. That's on this list. Like 80s era. <laughs> It's older. It is compared. I mean, all the names on this list are mostly like pretty recent within the last, you know, five, 10 years. Yeah. Do you want to go with at least you know that Harrison and Johnson got 2000? I know Harrison did. Johnson may have gone over two. I feel like he went over two, but. Okay. Could just be in my mind because I I liked him so much. Maybe in my mind he did. Okay. So Gordon Harrison, what do we want? And if we this? just say Johnson, it gives us kind of a lucky. That's why I was thinking with Smith as well, just because I know there's a, I mean, there's, that's a pretty generic name as well. That's why yeah. I had that. I mean, Emmett Smith, I don't know how many. No, I don't. But on here. there's any, I'm trying to think of any other. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, don't, I can't think of too many other Smiths. So maybe Johnson's a better name. because. So, so do we want to go Melvin Gordon, Jerome Harrison, and Johnson? Yeah. The lucky Johnson. All right. That's what we're checking it with. Yeah, we'll go with that. You have identified one of the other three, and I'm surprised this one eluded 
um, Mike McCarthy fan club. That is Melvin Gordon out of Wisconsin. And number Mason, two. Mason when said something that if they would have went with it, could have got, yeah. Correct. Number three is Kevin Smith. Smith. Out from of Clerks. CF. Really? The guy from Clerks. <laughs> yes, the guy yeah. from Clerks. <laughs> That's it. Um, 2000, and he ran for 2,567 yards. I completely forgot about him. In 2007 for UCF. And number eight is Troy Davis out of Iowa State in 1996, ran for 2,185 yards. Others in the top 17, and I did 17 because those are all the ones who've run for 2,100 or more. Uh, Dorsett was already mentioned. Mike Rozier was number 12. Mm-hmm. Mentioned Pumphrey, uh, Matt Forte at number 14. Ooh. Ricky Williams, as we stated, was 16. Bryce Love. I'm oh, sorry, fifth, Ricky Williams was 15, Bryce Love, 16, and you mentioned Ron Dane, he is 17. Matt Forte, really? Matt Forte ran for 2,127 yards for Tulane in 2007. I knew it was Tulane. That's why I was shocked by that. I didn't realize they had anyone. At the moment, Buzz City Limits has 300, and Mike McCarthy's fan club has 290. <sighs> We shouldn't have, oh, we shouldn't have gotten Melvin Gordon. Like, like Eric needs <laughs> an extra one. So Mike, McCarth- Mike McCarthy's, you know the rules of the game. Mike McCarthy's yeah. fan club will get first to come up with their list of the top 10 Minnesota Timberwolves with the most career points. Very well done. And we've Eric. been working on our list. So yeah, we already because have you, ready, so. you intentionally only got seven. Well, well played, guys. <laughs> well played. Okay, so you ready to give them that list there, Eric? We need one more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mason, we're toast. We tried, buddy. It's all good. I mean, we still have a fourth quarter as well. Oh, we're not beating Eric in a fourth (laughs) quarter. This was our chance. Listen, this happened to me last time with Dan. This was our chance. We played it almost as well as you could have. It's like we had a perfect game in the eighth, and then we just, you know, we threw up. We left that curve too high. We're checked in. Yes, we are checked in. Okay, Mike McCarthy fan clubs checked in for their list of the – Top 10 Minnesota Timberwolves with the most career points. So go ahead and start listing them off. I think uh, this guy named Kevin Garnett might be on the top of the list. Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Mr. Zerbiak, Christian Leitner, Kevin Love, Mr. Sam Mitchell, one of my all-time favorite guys, Doug West, and then J.R. Jr. Isaiah Ryder. And then our last one that we're not sure about and probably wrong is Mr. Pop and Stop himself, who, after getting paid a huge contract, decided that it was okay for him to come off the bench, Terrell Brandon. Mike McCarthy fan club is a correctly identified nine of the 10. They are number one, Kevin Garnett with 19,201 points. Number two, Andrew Wiggins, 8,710. So not even close. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is number three with 8,151 points. Number four, Sam Mitchell, 7,161. Kevin Love is number five, 6,989. Wally Zerbiak, number six, 6,777 points. Number seven, Doug West, 6,216 points. Number nine, Christian Leitner, 4,759 points. And number 10, Isaiah Jr., J.R. Ryder, 4,315 points. Terrell Brandon isn't even in the top 15, so I don't know where I don't know where he stands, but 
He was only uh, there for a few years. I and suppose. and he was injured and then was fine being a backup and all that goodness. So yeah. number eight is still available for Buzz City Limits to come up with to get 10 points. Going to be around 4,800 points. Uh, yeah. Leitner. So I, people that I have on my list here, I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't know that Tom Gugliotta scored that many points. I was going to throw out Rubio, even though he's not really much of a scorer. He was there for a while and he came back. Right. I mean, he Did just he? got back, though. I mean, yeah, but I mean, but I mean, yeah, I just I think of guys that were there for a while. Forty eight hundred. I mean, it's like was Marbury long there long enough to get to forty eight hundred. I mean, I don't think so. Uh, other guys on my list are like, like Anthony Peeler, just guys that played there for a while. That's really all we're looking for. Troy Hudson was off the bench for them for a while. Uh, they had that center, but he didn't last very long. Uh, Pekich or Pekich. Pekovic? Yeah, that's it. Sure. Nicole. I recognize the name. But I, I think feel like he was only there for a couple of years where he was scoring well. Spreewell was he wasn't there very long, but he scored a lot. Same with like Sam Cassell, but he it wouldn't be him. Wanna just go go Tom Gugliata? I'm fine with that. All right, we'll just check in with uh Tom Gugliata. Tom Gugliata is Number 11 on the list. Of course he is. The number eight player played for the Timberwolves for three seasons, their first three seasons. He was their big scorer. His name was Tony Campbell. Yeah, he didn't play for him for a long time, but those first three seasons, he was there. He was a shooting guard slash small forward, and he, he scored most of their points. Others in the top 15, Al Jefferson was number 12. Oh. Gorgie Dang is number 13. Ooh, that's awful. That's crazy. I would not have expected that. Oh, Ricky Rubio is number 14. <laughs> and their first ever draft pick, Pooh Richardson, is Ooh. number 15. Yeah, it's not great. It's uh, no, no, outside of Kevin Garnett, you know, and obviously Carl Anthony Towns is up and coming and his totals will, like, he's definitely going to surpass Wiggins shortly here. Yeah. Um, if he comes back from being injured. But uh, after the third quarter, we have the following scores. Buzz City Limits has 300, and Mike McCarthy Fan Club is up to 380. And that brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today are as follows. Question one, happy, in reference to Major League Baseball. Question two, new, in reference to the NBA. Question three, year, in reference to the NHL. Question four, 20, in reference to Barry Sanders, and question 521, in reference to Deion Sanders. So once again, Happy New Year 2021. I don't see a theme. It is now time (laughs) for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one, in the category of happy, 
There may not be a more excited play-by-play announcer than what New York Yankee radio announcer. He always sounds so happy when he shouts, ball game over, Yankees win, the Yankees win. Uh, We're going to check in. All right. Bussy Loomis has checked in. Mike McCarthy fan club. You guys can talk it out. On the Kyle Condor episode that came out just a couple of days ago or a couple weeks ago, I swear he mentioned this name at least once or twice. And then I listened to John Boy, and John Boy and Jake can't stop talking about this guy, but I can't think of his name. (laughs) If you uh, throw out a name, I will be able to tell you yes or no. I know that their announcing crew is the play-by-play guy that was not this, that does this, and then there's a former player that's the color commentator. Yeah, it was Paul O'Neill's on there now. Paul O'Neill, yep, yep. But uh, I can't think of the, the guy's name. I know it's the other side of the state, but you do live in New York, so no, we get it's everybody. Everybody in Buffalo is a Yankees fan. It's it's annoying. Oh, really? Okay, it's annoying. So since he's so annoyed, he doesn't pay any attention to him. It's to be like, fair, I don't either. Yeah. I get so much crap for liking like out of out of like area teams. Or, like you live in Buffalo, you're supposed to like the Bills and all this other stuff. And I'm like, well, then why does everybody like the Yankees? I I don't. I mean, if you're going with the closest team to you, then you should love the Blue Jays. But yeah, whatever, Blue Jays right over there. Yeah. yeah. Plus, isn't the uh, AAA affiliate for the Blue Jays in Buffalo? Now they are. Yeah, it was the Mets for a minute, and they've they've actually hopped around a little bit recently. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We didn't rate wager much, so I. I'm glad we didn't. Originally. That's what I said. Like the, this baseball stuff has been killing me lately. I'm just yeah. not not confident in it. Um, I mean, I'm gonna know the name, but I don't. I can't pull it. I have no idea. You want to just throw um, a lucky Smith out there? All right, Mike McCarthy's fan clubs checked in with a lucky Smith for how many points? Twenty-five. For twenty-five points and Buzz City limits. What do you guys have? Yeah, I, I don't listen to. I, I don't subscribe to the Yankees propaganda here either because it's just annoying <laughs> so i don't pay attention to it i know there's a guy on the on the radio here that does yankee games his voice is just so annoying um and i believe his name is uh john sterling or serling it's it's one of those um i can't remember um but i think it's like john sterling so uh we'll we'll check in with uh with that for 100 points one team will be getting points the correct answer is john sterling one of his other signature calls is for home runs. It's high. It is far. It is gone. He's so annoying. Oh, sure. He's annoying. Oh, that's I can't why, stand his that's voice. That's why a guy from Minnesota is even familiar with his calls because they always get played on ESPN and on in the playoffs when the Yankees are on. Oh, and, imagine being here. <laughs> oh, I, I can't imagine. Mason, we have a lead, buddy. So, as Scott Thanks, is Scott. referencing, um, we've had a score change for after question one. Buzz City Limits is up to 400, and Mike McCarthy Fan Club is down to 355. Moving on to question two in the category of new. Who holds the record for career three-point field goals made for the new York Knicks? All right, we're checked in. Hey, Mike McCarthy fan clubs checked in buzz city limits. You guys can talk it out. I'm stuck on Allen Houston. I mean, John Starks made a lot of them too, but I feel like Allen Houston made more than him. And then post 2000, like I couldn't think of anybody for them. Didn't really stay there very long. Like Jamal Crawford made a bunch when he was there, but he wasn't there long. I mean, you said Carmelo, 
I, I just was trying to throw out a name, but I, I it, it certainly could be. I don't know if he made more than Alan Houston when Alan Houston was there, though. How how long was Alan Houston there? At least six, seven years, I would say. Okay. What about Starks? Because the name is familiar to me, but I just don't know uh, much about him either. Yeah, I mean, he was he had a long tenure there, and he was kind of like a three and D guy before that was a thing. Okay. As a two guard, I don't know if he he if he would have Alan Houston was like. A volume shooter, though he put up a lot more shots than Starks did. Okay, like I said, I just Alan Houston was in like the three point shootout at the All Star break. Like I think he might have led the league in three point percentage one year. Like I think Starks might have been there a little longer, but I, I think that Houston would have a lot more threes. Okay, like I said, I I trust you on this one because I I oh, could. Well, that that makes one of us. Uh, <laughs> we're going to check in with Alan Houston for one hundred points. Okay, Buzzy Williams has checked in with Alan Houston for 100 points. And Mike McCarthy Fan Club, uh, what do you guys got and how much did you wager? Uh, we went with uh, John Starks. We wagered 70. One team will be getting points. The correct answer is John Starks. Uh, Starks made 982 three-pointers in eight seasons as a Nick. Alan Houston is second with 921 in nine seasons. And Carmelo Anthony is third with 762 in seven seasons. Once again, we've had a scoring change. Buzz City Limits lost 100 points. Is back down to 300. And Mike McCarthy Fan Club gained 70. They're up to 425. Moving on to question three in the category of year. In what year did the San Jose Sharks lose to the Pittsburgh Penguins in their only Stanley Cup final appearance? You good with that, Scott? I I am great with that. (laughs) Okay, we're going to check in. Okay, Buzz City Limits has checked in. Mike McCarthy Fan Club, you guys can talk it out. Let me know what your your answer and wager are. So if we're going backwards, we have... So so Pittsburgh beat the North Stars in the 90-91 season. Oh, We're nowhere right. near that. We're nowhere near that. This has happened in the last. I thought it was five, this five to six years. Oh, okay. Then I'm way off. Okay. San Jose didn't become come into the league until early nineties, and okay. they were tr- they were trash. Um. So last year was San or not San? Oh my God! Last year was Tampa Bay. One year before that was St. Louis, and you had the Capitals, and then the Penguins went back to back. One against Nashville. One against San Jose. So that would be. 2016 you good with that hold on look right. do you know that for sure or do you, yeah. want, you want to write it down and like yeah go ahead the 19 lighting. was the blues yep and who was the year before that 18 was the capitals then capitals and who was 17 then 17 was pittsburgh against nashville and so that would be 16 yep. 16 against san jose yeah yep i agree that's fine right. we'll go we'll check in with 2016 for 100 points. Mike McCarthy's fan club has checked in for 100 points with 2016 and Buzz City Limits. Uh, what's your answer and how much is your wager? We spent very little time talking about this because uh, our wager was zero. And uh, I threw out the lucky 2009 because I worked the last time I threw out a random year. Scott and I had no idea. All right. Well, one team is getting their points. Uh, the correct answer is 2016. And as um, Eric alluded the Penguins also beat the Nashville Predators in 2017 in the Predators only Stanley Cup final appearance so far so back-to-back first-time appearances 
beaten by the Penguins. Well, the scores just got uh, another 100 point farther away from each other, so we'll just move on to question four. Thank you. In the category of 20, how many times did Barry Sanders lead the NFL in rushing yards for a season? We'll check in. Okay, Buzz City Limits has checked in. Mike McCarthy Fan Club, you guys can talk it out. Let me know your answer and your wager. His MVP season that he shared with Favre, I think, was 96. So that's one for sure. I'm pretty sure he had that one at least. And then I think he, right out of the gate, like in 91 and 92, he had a couple of back-to-back years. So Emmett Smith had a stretch where he won three straight, and that was 91, 92, 93. Okay, so then I was wrong. Okay. No, but Barry was Barry kind of bookended. So you think he was before and after Emmett and that? There was that stretch because I've looked at this before. Like after Christian Okoye, it was Barry and then Emmett and Barry, and that's it's kind of all. It was all them for almost like almost ten years. So you think um, that Emmett won at ninety one, ninety two, ninety three? Barry probably won at ninety. Then he won at ninety four, five and six. I want to. My gut was four or five. I, I'm leaning towards four. He remember when he retired though he was really he was still at the top of his game yeah yeah um but I know Terrell Davis won right after him and Terrell yeah, Davis Terrell Davis year won was would have been like 97? 98, 99, 98 because that was their Super Bowl year I think well no they won in ninety seven they beat the Packers in Super Bowl two yes yeah but his big year was the following he had two thousand okay. so you want to go with four or five let's go. F- because if you figure 90 was Barry and then 91, 92, 93 was Emmett um, and then say get Barry gets one, Emmett gets one, Barry gets two so that's four we're going to check in Josh with four for 92 points Hey, Mike McCarthy's checked in with four for 92 points and Buzz City Limits, what's your answer and how much is your wager? Well, we had the same kind of range, I said probably as i was thinking four or five scott guessed five or six so we intersected with the one thing that we had together so we checked in with five for 50 points one team will be getting points the correct answer is four um eric you hit it perfectly from 90 to 97 went barry emmett 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 barry emmett barry and then with another barry um so in 1990 he had 94, he had 1,883 yards. 96, he had 1,553 yards. And in 97, he had his 2,053, and that was the year he was uh, co-MVP with Favre. Um, well, once again, the points are going uh, farther away from each other, so we'll uh, just move on to question five in the category of 21. In early September 1989, Deion Sanders became the only player to hit a home run and score a touchdown in the same week. Name both of the opposing teams he accomplished this feat against. All right, we're checked in. Okay, Buzz City Limits is checked in. So, Mike McCarthy Fan Club, you guys can talk it out. Who did he start his baseball career with? Uh, I thought he started with the Yankees, didn't he? When okay. he went to the Braves. I wasn't, yeah, I know, I know he was on the Braves and the Reds. Um, before that, I don't. Yeah, I thought he started with the Yankees and played like, I don't remember now. Because um, okay. I, I saw that 30 for 30 just like within the last couple of months of when he played, um, you know, two sports in one day. Okay. And that was in Miami and Toronto. But that was with the Braves. But I don't – I mean, this was um, scored a touchdown and hit a home run. 
in the same week. So now I'm thinking the Miami touchdown thing is wrong. But I'm pretty sure he was with uh pretty sure he was with the uh, Falcons then uh, for base for football. Yeah. Well, 89. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And then I think you might've been with the Yankees. Okay. So do we just go division teams and sure. hope for a shot? So you can go to the saints and so yeah, 89 teams in that division, they played in the NFC West. So they would have the 49ers saints, Falcons, Rams, somebody else played in the West. I can't remember. Anyway, so you want to go with uh, do you want to go with Red Sox and Saints? Sure, let's do that. We're gonna check in with the Red Sox and Saints for ninety-two points. Hey, Mike McCarthy fan club checked in for ninety-two points with the Red Sox and Saints and Buzz City Limits. Um, would you guys come up for an answer and uh, how many points did you wager? Yeah, we we really had no idea. Um, thought he was playing for the Braves at that time, so. <laughs> Uh, we just thought maybe it was it prolific in the sense maybe it was teams from the same city or state. So we just checked in with the Mets and the Giants for 50 points. Okay, so no points um, will be awarded. The correct answers were the Seattle Mariners and the Los Angeles Rams. And how crazy is it that the Falcons were ever in the NFL West? I mean, seriously, the West, a team from Atlanta. All right. Well, the game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Uh, Buzz City Limits finishes with a score of 200, and our clipboard captains of the game will be receiving the coveted Don Strock Award is Mike McCarthy Fan Club. Congratulations, guys. Yay. Hey, I'm glad it was uh, close, and at least in the beginning of the fourth quarter, things kind of flip-flopped and made it interesting, and then the wheels kind of fell off a bit for, for Buzz City, but uh, but that's all right. Um, anything you guys want to say before we call it a day? Yeah, no, that was a fun game, Josh. It was, Mason, we almost pulled it off. We had a strategy. It almost worked. Ten points away from getting that second pick and roll. Had a lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, and like Josh said, the wheels just kind of fell off. Mason, you have anything else to add? It was a fun game, actually. Uh, even though I wasn't able to contribute much in the end of second quarter halftime but yeah it was it's still a fun game matt eric you guys uh have anything you want to say evidently my dog's not very entertained because he's snoring right behind me so um so i i will on the other hand i will uh oppose his theory of uh being bored i thought it was a good i think it was a good game i uh liked the questions and uh even liked it when i got scolded for not knowing the answers to questions so uh, i was okay uh, <laughs> um no it was it was fun i always have fun doing this that's why you know somebody bounce out i'll gladly pick it up um and why, why we're here just um you know plug something we have a we have a store um if anybody wants to hop on there look at anything you know there's not much there now but we're always looking for suggestions if anything you want to see i'm currently working on some type of power washing um, design for Matt. Um, <laughs> but other than that, and then maybe just, a, I got a couple of things in, in my head for Marcus. So, you know, anything you guys, any of the listeners want to see or anything they think might be fun, um, let us know. And with that, once again, Happy New Year to all our listeners. And thanks for listening to the Benchwarmer Trivia Podcast. Until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. 
That ball hit high and deep. Stretch! Stretch! Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Yeah! Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.